everybody, welcome to another Prog Report interview podcast. Got a great episode today. Uh, these two guys have a debut album coming out in just a couple of days under the band name Rise Twain. I'm pleased to welcome Brett William Cull and J.D. Beck. All right, cool. So great to uh, meet you guys, be on the phone. How's everything going? It's going great, dude. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brett. How you doing, man? <laughs> hey, brother. Good to, good to meet you in here. <laughs> you as well. You as well. <laughs> So, I mean, are you guys, uh, do you guys get together in person much at all or, or since the record or, or what? Yeah, we, we try to at least once or twice a week. And I mean, we call each other every couple of days too, you know? So yeah, especially, yeah we're, especially tight. we're tight. Yeah, we're very tight. Uh, I was just down at uh, JD's house over the weekend and we were just working on song because we're trying to, you know, get some get some our our live feet wet you know what i mean so we're just trying to do that it's a whole other step you know after you finish working on a record and then it's like all right do we want to take this out and play in front of people and both of us were yeah of course right. so you have to start really you just have to start making it work for the live situation so we've been doing that and plus we just get together and hang out too which Very is nice cool. yeah, yeah i mean i want to okay so we got to <laughs> talk about the new record so so i want to ask about the band name when I get rise yeah. rise Twain and the album comes out September sixth debut album, um, yeah, just around the corner. Yeah, man. Tell me about the name. What's the what's the story behind the name of the group? It's just one of those things that Jeremy and I were throwing ideas at each other, and this one just stuck. Um, it's just two kind of cool words. <laughs> I mean, you could you could sort of um, take any kind of meaning you want out of the words, and then when you put them together, it, they make something new. It's just like it's that classic thing like JD and I are into literature and writing and it's like it's like when you put words together in poetry and you're like you know how it creates a whole new meaning Roy it's like that yeah. you know so um, when you put these words together we hope that that people will associate it with us and maybe some other you know positive things in their life who knows you know it's just one of those things it's I think it's better than just coming out with something that's already sort of a word that has meaning, right? It's a bit more ambiguous and it, that kind of a thing, if you know what totally. I mean. Totally. I mean, in some ways, when you listen to the record, the name fits somehow. I don't know why, but it sounds like it fits. <laughs> nice. Of course nice. it does, dude. We are meaning-making machines. That's what humans right. are, dude. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome that you said that. You are the first person to say that, but I knew that. I knew, and I, yeah, I yeah, hope totally. that happened. So that's a that's a fucking beautiful thing, Roy. Yeah. Well, you know, if you had metal in the title and then the album sounded like it, <laughs> then it would be weird, you know. So. Yeah. True, All right. True. So, uh, how'd you guys how'd you guys get hooked up? Let's let's go back. Give me the backstory a little bit. JD, what's your background? So, for people that don't know, Brett, you as well. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit about the history. JD. All right. Let's see. I uh, ever since my background, uh, played in all types of bands throughout. Um, as long as I could remember holding a guitar, my mom and grandfather were musicians. My grandfather taught me jazz, piano, and and kind of just grew up with a brother that loved classical um, 
rock and I liked, you know, classical music, but yet I like boys to men and stuff like that. So I was starting to sing along, Harry Connick. And then I got into starting to play into that grunge scene, really getting involved as a teenager with the zits, going out and playing shows and combat boots and just trying to find out what my true emotions were towards the world. And, uh, <laughs> and then finally, I, I, I got up and I went to music school. I, I went to Europe and lived for a little bit, and I kind of had to do some soul searching after a couple failed attempts at college uh, to be a writer um, because I was still on that wearing combat boots phase. And I went and um, and so I ended up in uh, up in Boston Conservatory and Berklee School of Music, where um, I learned um, the finer craft of composition, piano performance, vocal performance film scoring and all that and um, started doing stage works and got really into the idea of like a new type of musical that that kind of brought in electronic surround sound electronic music along along with the pit orchestra and trying to marry both worlds while still being multimedia and the visual presence and got really involved with that type of crowd and the theater you know theater and, and the dance cores and all that and I just loved it and then when I came back from school um, I came back to pivot met my wife got my master's in same in the same thing and um, started playing in bands again around here because I had friends that I kept in touch with um, and then one of those bands is called the scenic route uh, and our second record was produced by Brett and um, he did an incredible job on it. He and I met, we instantly liked each other. Um, and when it came time for us to do the, the final touches on the album, it was just uh, he and I, and we just got along so well. We, we both kind of spoke a, a similar uh, esoteric language that uh, it just, we just gelled. And um, so for years and years, we, um, I stayed in scenic route. I, I got involved with another band called Backfield, which is an electronic duo. Um, and I'm still with uh, working with him. His name is William Fields. He's an, elect an incredible electronic musician. Um, and then Brett and I just started, like, he asked me to be on a couple of his uh, songs from his solo projects. And I was like, yes, you know, I'd love to work with you again. And suddenly we started sending music back and forth. And from there, kind of it turned into this. So it's kind of a beautiful, cool. uh, you know. Quick movement yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So cool to hear that, JD. Really cool, dude. And uh, thank you. Guys. And Brett, I mean, uh, most most of my audience will know you from from Echolin, obviously. And uh, mm -hmm. you know, but what else has been going on with you that maybe you know some some people aren't aware, or uh, you know that sort of stuff. Well, uh, I've just I'm I'm one of those guys. I just am constantly immersed in music, so I work with all kinds of artists. Some of them just absolutely amazingly talented people that affect me greatly. JD is one of those people, you know, that I've worked with and I'm like, I need to work with this person again. And I've, I've worked with lots of people that are super talented. I've also worked with, you know, beginners that don't know anything about music and I learn from them as well. So I do that all the time. Um, I just, I finished up an album with Katie Barbado, who's a singer songwriter from around here in Boston area. She put out an album uh, late last year that I produced and engineered and played on and then we just finished another one with her it's an eight song album that's going to be coming out soon it's called Long Night's Moon and that's a beautiful record and um, just constantly working with different people I, I just was in the studio the other day tracking drums for my band Echolin doing that with a, a new drummer Jordan Pearlson who's out on the road with Adrian Ballou right now so he had a, he had a couple days off Adrian was doing some stuff in Woodstock, so Jordan came down to play 
on the new Eklund record. And cool. um, just, just yeah, dude, just keep being yeah. busy. I've always been busy in music. I, it's like my oldest memories are, are of me just, you know, playing on a piano um, and eventually to guitar and just always listening to music, not dancing to music, but actually listening to it and really trying to like get into it and understand the what's going on with it. Eventually, you know, just really getting into the craft. It's funny, I've been watching these shows on, on directors and cinematographers and how they really like get into the craft of film. And to me, at this point in my life, that's really alien, but I can, it resonates with me because I'm the same way with music. I hear a song on the radio or, or not even the radio anymore, just songs that people play and immediately I recognize things in there from transitions to keys to modes to lyrical ideas to all kinds of stuff. So I really love that. It's a great thing. So I just, I'm always growing in that direction. I'm fortunate to have met JD back in 2007 and now we're in the midst of this new project and it's just one of those things I'm really excited about. So just trying to keep my feet that, in it. Yeah, that sounds great. And and you, you mentioned the uh, new Equilin album. How far down the line is that and, and when can we expect it? Um, it's about, I think, I mean, we've written about three quarters of the songs right now, and I have no idea when it'll come out. Right now, my priority is this, but it's fun that I can work with my friends, and and st we still enjoy writing and creating new music together. And, um, you know, like I said, I don't know when, but right now my focus is on what JD and yeah. I are doing, amongst other things. So, so yeah, I, don't, I have so no idea. With this, with this album, with the two of you, uh, you know, how long was the writing process? How how long did it take to to get it to where you were like, this is done. This is this is actually a band. We're going to pursue this thing. You know, from beginning to now, I guess. Go ahead, JD. Uh, it was. It's. Uh, I guess going back to where I, you know, it, it's we. It started with just a couple. Hey, dude. Uh, it's been. Uh, you know, I saw you and I was good seeing you. Check out the song that I kind of came up with, and he'd write back. Oh, it's great. Check out this part too. No, yeah. By the way, I did something with that part you sent me, and oh, I did something with what you sent me, and then we get together, and all of a sudden it turned into a small AP, and we're like, here we go, we got an EP happening, and and then oh man, same same thing. Hey, check out this song I just did the other day. What do you think about putting some stuff on it? Great. What do you you know? And then all of a sudden it's ten, yeah. and we're like, should we stop at ten? <laughs> I don't know. And then like, well, let's just start putting cookies in the cookie jar, and then we were like, look, we got to pick ten, and so we picked ten, and we're like. Okay, so we're gonna put this out. We want to get this out. Are we gonna play? Yes. So everything kind of just it it bloomed so organically, just kind of it, out of nothing. It just suddenly we're doing it, and and there was no onerous feelings, no um, serious expectations. It just kind of effortlessly came out with such joy and no pressure. And here we are, and now we're working towards doing a live show and. It's blooming into something even better than we thought from the very. Well, that's very sometimes beginning. So the it's, best it's way. Really an awesome that's process. sometimes the best way these things happen, right? When you're not even, you're not trying to force it. You're not, you know, you're not working with a, a label over your head. You know, we need this record by next week, that type of thing, and you get something really organic and 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 uh, authentic. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. I mean, yeah, yeah, and just, we we always work this way together. Anyway, so I knew it was kind of like this is the type of guy that I could definitely work with because he's Brett. I mean, he's just he's, he's just an awesome at translating what you want and what you hear and working with it and vice versa. It's just a really good uh, marriage of uh, of minds, I guess. So yeah, speaking um, of the cookie jar, when we were that when we were hanging out over this weekend working on 
some of the live songs. You know, JD's like, oh, check this thing out, you know, that I had. You know, of course, we next thing you know, we're writing a song. And then, you know, I'm like, hey, well, since you're saying that, check out this idea. And then so right <laughs> Right off the bat, it's like, okay, we got two more tunes. That, like, it's that easy. There's no pretense as far as, like, you know, restrictions. or I, It's just like it just comes out. It's really easy. This whole album, Roy, was like that. It was probably about a year's worth of work. But with over that year, it was actually a, not a lot of time because we would only get mm-hmm. together maybe once every few weeks until, I mean, it started to avalanche towards the end because we were new what we – really wanted to do and I, I made a point that both of us made a point that by December 31st of 2018 we were going to be finished with the mixes and done and, and sure enough we did do that so it was it was a, it was a, it was a good year of just nurturing and just organic you know writing yeah. it's great how did you get in touch with inside out and and end up signing there yeah well i think after i sent the music out to get mastered and um, a woman's name was uh, Kimberly Rosen up at Knack Mastering. And I sent it back over to, to JD, and he was like, yeah, this is great, awesome. So then it was like, okay, now we got this finished project. What are we going to do? And then just one night I was sitting up with a glass of bourbon, and I just kind of was looking at a lot of bands that I like, and I was looking at the labels that we're on. I, really, again, no, nothing in my head was saying, like when I was in my 20s, like, I got to get record contract. I got to get signed. It was just one of those things, like, in that moment, I'm like, yeah, let me just send this album. I just finished it. You know, both of us put all this time into it. I'll just send it out to these people. And Thomas Faber was one of those people at Inside Out. There was probably about four or five other labels as well. And he got back to me within a couple days and was like, hey, can we Skype? I was like, yeah, sure. And we just talked uh, via Skype from Germany to Pennsylvania and uh, you know, we just hit it off and he's like, well, what do you want to do? I just said, I'm not really sure. I said, probably, you know, what do you think about licensing this? Or maybe I just want to, Jeremy and I just want to find a home for this album and just, just reach it out to see if anybody's interested. And he's like, I, I like it. I think it's great. And yeah, well, maybe we could do something. And then he's like, actually, yes, let's do something. He's, he just he just was like let's let me work out some details get back to you and there you go and sure enough here we are now oh, odd circumstances too I mean Echolin was originally signed to Sony right so you're sort of back home sort of <laughs> yes but I feel much better <laughs> this time than the last time <laughs> last time was uh last time was like it was like winning the lottery you know and then right before you get all the cash you know everyone just somebody just comes like ah it was only a joke you, you didn't get all you didn't get you didn't get all the numbers you only got a few of them oh, you know? man. <laughs> that's, that's a way, great way to put the record business i think uh, i know but this this doesn't yeah. feel like that obviously roy all actually all three of us know that the record industry has changed drastically since uh you know before the internet to where we are now and I mean, when I was on Sony, Roy, you know, we were like, we need a website. And I remember this. They were like, what's a website? <laughs> That's <laughs> wow. insane. <laughs> I was in 1994, the beginning of 1994. And it was My just, gosh. yeah, dude, it was like, what the, you know, and that was all just starting. But we knew, you know, the Internet was going to be the thing. I mean. You know, they they were like, yeah, you guys can't sell your music at shows. And we're like, we've been doing that for three years now, since like 1990. What are you talking about? They're like, you know, that's not the way it's done in the industry. And it's like, dude, 
you know, and that, that's like everything that you could think of, they handcuffed yeah. us with, you know. Wow. It's, it's not like that now. It's really changed. You know, they've sort of adapted. Well, and you know, the, the irony now paradigm. with the website thing is now some bands are like, why do we need a website? Yeah, <laughs> right. Totally, that's the perfect example of irony. You're totally right. So, uh, a couple of the singles. You have a couple of singles out from the from the record. The uh, the first track, Ever Spring, I think, uh, and uh, Golden, which are both fantastic. Yeah, yep. Tell me a little bit about those songs. Uh, you know, the story behind those. Go ahead, JD. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Golden. Um, I. You know, Ever Spring is is the opener of the album, and. And I think it was supposed to be that way ever since we, uh, you know, from its inception. But it, uh, to me, it's just like that, uh, that kind of, it, it sets the tone of the album. It has like a kind of a sultry kind of back blues house, New Orleans rock and roll. It's really just kind of with the vocals and, and, and the desperation behind the vocals. And it, it really kind of, to me, it, it kind of opens the album up like a sore and kind of says, okay, now it's time to get in there and do the work. And, um, you know, it just, I don't know. Anything you want to add to that, Brad? I'm trying to find the words that... Uh, no, I mean, I think it's, you're right. When you first played me that intro chord bit on the piano, it just immediately struck me. One, for the um, the ambiguity of the feel, because you really don't realize that it swings when you first came, come in. And then not until the drums come in do you realize that. So I thought that was cool. And then, yeah, I mean... There is a real sort of like earthy kind of solely thing to it that um, that I don't even think you even told me about. Like I just that was resonated in me. Like because I remember the coming up with the part with the uh, the love, dear mercy, all that. Just like felt like it was like I was speaking through something else that the music was <laughs> dictating. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so definitely. I definitely felt that. I love the fact that it's a short little powerful song and like jd said it was just obvious that it had to be the first song golden is a little bit uh longer and a little bit more or it's more in that progressive vein and that was one of the first songs that we came up with that jd had the opening piano sort of riff and then you know i just built on it like we normally would do and you know jd actually ran with the lyrics on that one and there's so many cool things in that like just accidents that happen like the whole ending the whole seven groove at the end is just all just JD improvising and just me following and just sort of, you know, helping elevate it. It's just great. It's just a great example of the fluidity of our writing together as a duo. It's also our first song where we actually sing together too, which is nice because mm -hmm. we do a little bit of passing back and forth throughout yep. the album, which I think is great. Yeah, totally. What were you going to say? No, stylistically, you're talking about a song like Golden bordering on, on the progressive vein. I mean, what it was, and let me know if you agree with this, but what's interesting with the prog sort of label now is that I find it's really broadened to where prog fans are more open. It's almost become like the more general rock description to me where a band like yourselves can exist on Inside Out, which houses Dream Theater and some of the other things. And the audience is because they're open to progressive things. This This falls in line perfectly. It's just another shade of of rock music where they can go, oh yeah, this is cool too. Cause it's different. It's got its own thing and it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a million notes always. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, with the, the new prog scene, I'm curious, uh, Brett from you, if you've kept up with, with some of the newer bands, anybody that you listen to, what you like today musically, or maybe it's, maybe you listen to country music. I don't know, but what, what, where, 
Yeah. I don't I don't follow uh, you know quote unquote prog music at all. I, I never have probably since I was maybe seventeen or eighteen. I mean, I went through my you know, I think in ninth grade was Rush, you know, <laughs> tenth grade might have been Mahavishnu Orchestra, you know, then I got into Genesis. Got into yes, ELP. Then immediately hated ELP and still do. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I just, I went through all that stuff when I was a kid and loved it. Uh, I think Genesis might be one of those bands that I still like, and the reason for that is because they're more of a song-oriented group. But I've always been a Beatles fan. That's never gone away. The prog stuff sort of, you know, just came and went. But I, I do like progressive music. If, if if you can understand the nuance and how I'm describing it, Roy, it's I. I love bands like you know bands of my and JD's generation, like Radiohead and Wilco. I, I loved Elliot Smith when he was around. I loved Jeff Buckley when he was around. I love, um, I love, I like My Morning Jacket. I just love bands that do different things and are experimenting. That have a really unique original sound. I love that. You know, I still, I still, if a Led Zeppelin song comes on the radio, a, a really truly progressive rock band, I, I'll crank it up. You know what I mean? I mean, to go from the Rain song to Achilles' last stand to that's the way. I mean, that's a that's a pretty yeah for sure pretty wide range of songwriting. You know what I mean? That's what I that's what I like and respond to. And there's tons of new artists out there that that are making music that I I definitely like. You just they're not like super popular. I guess Radiohead still is these days. So. Yeah, I mean, there's an amazing amount of bands out there that you can listen to because of Spotify and the internet and whatever you, you can discover that are doing the most amazing yeah. music, and you know. I the appeal of making it big, I guess, has become not as important because it's so impossible, uh, you know. But at least, but you can get yeah, your music out point. there more than ever, at least. So, so I, th I think it's a, it's made music better. Made, you I know. think so. I, I agree with you. I, I, I recorded. Roy, have you ever heard of Nearfest sure, at yeah, all? Yeah. yeah well, I, I know Chad. Um, he who ran it for all the time and started it and. I used to record the shows, so I got to see a lot of sort of current bands, and um, there were some really good ones in there. I remember seeing Ghost uh, Berlin Berlin Saga, I think they're called. Oh yeah, yeah, they they're were on really Inside good. Out now too. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> um, but they had a couple really good records. I thought their live performance was really, really good. There's some other bands that I like, so I'm just trying to think of like bands in that vein. But I really don't stay in touch. The only way that I know those bands was through my Nearfest experiences and then probably like fans that, you know, send me stuff and turn me on to it. But my, I lean more towards songwriter based music and that's probably why JD and I um, sort of hit it off because we both like that kind of stuff. I'm a little bit more of a classical guy too, where I like structure and stuff like that and lots of beautiful melodies and harmony especially. So, I mean, that's that's yeah. my end. JD, you guys are talking about shows. I mean, what what are you looking for? Is it going to be just the two of you, like acoustic type things? Or are you putting a full band together? Yeah, we uh, yeah yeah. It's right now we're just um, in a way. Brett and I are kind of re relearning the songs for its live presence uh, because really it, it was a, a collection of parts and then a production we did in, in house, um, which is really the first time for me that I ever actually was a part of a production that was in that fashion versus, uh, Hey, we're a band playing in this room. Let's record these songs that we can play live. And so, which is really great for me. It was a great learning process. Um, but yeah, so right, right now we're, we're trying to 
re, like learn these things together. And then we have a really great uh, set of players that have shown their interest. One of them is John Bicer, who, is, who played drums on half the tracks on the album. Um, he's a local guy. And my brother, who's a producer and uh, singer-songwriter as well, Adam Beck, he's going to um, do some, uh, some of our rhythm guitars and backup vocals. He's a great singer, too. And uh, Ray Weston um, from uh, Echolin as well uh, has shown interest to play the bass and also backup vocals. So it's going to be, I think, a really great team of singers that can hold a note, can understand harmony and progressive movement and be, give life to this music. And uh, I think Brett, Brett and I are very excited about it. We're, I mean, even the other day we were just sitting and just playing with a, a, a keyboard and a, and, and a guitar and a really small electric guitar amp crammed into my dining room it sounded great you know we were just really excited to get these things even moving on that scale nice. so um yeah we're looking forward to it. we have a couple of shows lined up in the fall and then we're hoping that we're going to be able to find out where peak interest is and start moving the music that sounds great yeah basically roy from what from what jd was saying about us just being in his his living room and just playing that's a key thing that i think really a lot of people are saying like hey what kind of style are you guys what would you what kind of music is and i always would start with singer songwriter because at the heart of it that's that's where the songs are coming from and i can back that up and and state that because when he and i sit and play the songs it doesn't matter whether it's an elaborate song like golden or you know falling skies or something it's it still works if there's strong vocals and and the chords underneath of it um in a simplistic form hold the song together all the bells and whistles are going to be great when we when we do that but at its core it sort of it works as a singer songwriter thing the songs are just right. as powerful because the melody yeah great, that's why i was you know? asking you could just go out the two of you and it would be great yeah so yeah, yeah totally well listen guys great to talk to you great to uh meet you finally uh on on this phone Roy, you as well man and uh it's so nice to yeah, meet you you too guys yeah, and congrats with the My record pleasure. fantastic uh rice twain the so new album september 6th and uh, keep your eyes up for some shows, you know, and we'll report on it on the Prague Report once we get uh, some news. So we'll get that out there as Sounds well. Sounds great, dude. All awesome. right. Take it easy, guys. All right, man. Cheers, dude. Yeah, Thank bye. you so much. Peace. See you, Rod. Thanks to Brett and JD for the interview. Don't forget to check out their new album as soon as it's out under the name Rise Twain. For upcoming news and interviews, please check theprogreport.com. Follow us on Facebook, at The Prog Report on Twitter and Instagram. And you can download the podcast on all our podcast networks and check us out on YouTube. And we're going to close with the opening track off the Rise Twain album. This is Everspring. Thanks.
watched 